wonder what a music publicist does all day, or even what one is? With me in the Artichoke Music Cafe is Nicole Lane, who has much experience doing that. I know publicists. I get 100 emails a day from them. I chose Nicole because she's so good at it, as you will see. She works for Chamber Music Northwest, but she's done work for multiple genres of music. The job stays the same no matter what. And what is the job? Meet Nicole Lane. Nicole, welcome to the Artichoke Music Cafe. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me, Tom. I've never had... By the way, are you? A, do you call yourself a publicist? Is that your title? Oh, I'm all kinds of things. <laughs> well, what's your title at Chamber Music Northwest? I'm the Marketing and Communications Director. Ah, comms. Yes, comms. Comms and marketing. It, didn't, it was never called comms until just a few years ago, I think. Yeah, it's a shortening. It's, it's a long mouthful to say Marketing Communications Director. But really, I do a lot of things, and one of them is being a publicist but a, but that's just an aspect of that job title wow <laughs> in the nonprofit world you know in the uh. commercial world they break all those things out uh but in nonprofit world if you're the marketing director marketing communications director you also wear a lot of hats including publicist yeah yeah of course my my interaction with publicists is that I get a million emails a day, mm. you know. I don't email Yours are fabulous. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, really. Well, that's why you're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> I've worked for a long time trying to hone it in. And I've talked uh -huh. to a lot of journalists, like, what do you want to see? And yeah. how do you want it presented in a press release? Right. And um, so I, I, and I, I do a lot of teaching with that, too. So huh. um, I try to, like, that. so... One of the things I've done over the years is Fertile Festival of New Work, uh -huh. right? And so an aspect of that has been training uh, producers uh -huh. who are of all artistic ilk to um, write a press release yeah. and how to communicate with journalists. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but my degree yeah. from college, my first degree, college, uh -huh. Oregon State University was in journalism. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, there I worked a few times for newspapers. Uh -huh. And so I know, you know, when you get a press release and it's like all over the place and yeah. you have to seek uh, the lead <laughs> 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 and the who, what, when, where, why. Uh -huh. <laughs> and on um, so basically I when I do my press releases I make sure those at least uh the five W's are answered yeah. in the very first part. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's great. Um so. you know uh, and, and you just did you have a, a a mentor as far as that goes? Ah, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> that came so much later. <laughs> no, we're talking about a, a mutual friend of ours, the late great Lisa Lapine. Yeah, who uh, was the the, pro, the promotion queen? Remember she that? She was the pro. She was something else before that too. Well, but she, she was the promotion queen. That's where she. Well, did. she she yeah. she stopped calling herself a publicist. Yeah. Yeah. A pro, P-R-O, then then it was her dash pro motion queen, yeah. wasn't that it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that she was so much more than um, a publicist. Yes. In that she's also a consultant. Right. And, like, a publicist is really just someone who 
writes a press release, gets yeah. covered by media. Uh-huh. And she did so much more than that. She did uh, kind of artist, she did artist consulting as well. So uh-huh. she was kind of an agent, manager, publicist. Uh-huh. And all of those things kind of smushed in. Yes. Um, I met her in 2004. I begin, I believe it was 2004. Uh-huh. And uh, she's pretty much, let's see, what was the name? The PDX Creative Women's... There was a yeah. there was a women's group and right. it was called something and I can't remember right no, now. I, I think it's PX right. Creative. I remember that. And it was like all a bunch of women who were uh-huh. in the arts. Yeah. And we covered a lot of different aspects of that from mm-hmm. being musicians to being publicists to being whatever. And I don't think that's where I met her, but that's where things really got interesting. That's where I met like Paula Sinclair and Raina Collins uh-huh. and like a whole lot of uh, Mary Beth Felker. I mean, uh-huh. really great personalities in the mid 2000s um but yeah so I met Lisa and it was immediately uh she just I just we loved each other and she just took me under her wing and taught me how to be um a publicist Uh and promoter who was full of integrity Uh as opposed to like slinging things yes (laughs) (laughs) and it was okay to not be like cut and dry it was okay to Uh actually show your emotion and your enthusiasm sure and she did that so beautifully and so what what i used to call her was my mentrix (laughs) so she was my mentrix and um she taught me how to do that with intention where before you know i was you know my first pr job was the portland rose festival wow and um, I was just an intern or whatever, but it was a really mm-hmm. exciting summer. I promoted sure. the air show. <laughs> um, and uh, then, you know, I uh, ran off to Texas with my uh, boyfriend who became my husband. <laughs> uh, he was Air Force pilot. Mm-hmm. And then I just went to a series of mostly nonprofit jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back to school, got my teaching credential taught middle school for a few years wow <laughs> which Jeez. i love that age really yeah i taught all kinds of things too uh so yeah and then i had a family and then you know my coming of age into where kind of i am now this uh-huh. world yeah. um was 2004 and that's and, and lisa lapine was a huge part of yeah and then we collaborated on a ton of things after yeah. that because i was let's say i went to artist repertory theater and 2010 uh-huh. and also as marketing and communications director uh-huh. and uh we started collaborating on bringing music into that space mm. the space that's on uh 15th and morrison yeah and so uh i would you know for opening nights or special occasions i say hey lisa who's somebody that'd be a good fit for this and uh, uh so we we've collaborated on you mean tons d- of do you mean a, a, a journalist no no, no. Uh, no, oh, a, oh, a performer. A performer. Oh, gotcha. Music. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I brought music into okay. the space. Because one of the things she was great at is picking the right journalist for what for, for what she wanted to get out there. I know. She was so good at that. Journalism uh, was, was different than back then, but yes. <laughs> well, yeah, believe me. Don't yeah. I know? I, you know I, I, I would get paid for it. <laughs> I know. I was actually just thinking about like just yeah. how things have changed yeah. in the past 10, 15 years. Well, I met her in 1998. Oh, wow. Long time. Because uh, I'd only been here less than a year. Mm. And uh, and I was writing for the Oregonian. 
mm-hmm. and I had a, a radio talk show on whatever 6.20 a.m. was back then. Yeah. yeah. What was that? <laughs> well, let's see. Now, it was... Um, it had been something else, and then they gave me they they moved it from the where, where Coin not Coin but um, KGW is. Mm-hmm. It was in the same building with with Kink and some other uh, and and, and right. KGW, and then it got sold and they moved it and uh, down to McAdam, and that's when they hired me. And it was funny because I gave them all my resumes, gave them my tapes, and they hired me for the wrong job. <laughs> so the week before the, the, I was supposed to start, they give me this rundown. I said, "Wait a minute, this is news. I don't do news. I do I do talk." And they went, "Oh, well, oh, just give wow. it a try." <laughs> so I, I the, my first day, it, you know, it was it was a six a.m. thing, and it was a Saturday. Ew. So I was the only one there. Oh God! Right? I mean, I knew what to do, but I I walk and I find out that. Princess Di has just just been killed. Oh no! And I didn't care. Oh, <laughs> I did not care. I have no connection with the royal family. For Christ's <laughs> sake, I'm Italian. <laughs> and so I sort of brought that attitude <laughs> to the newscast because it wasn't you know I wasn't I wasn't a news guy you know yeah. I mean I had I had produced news for TV. But this was this not this wasn't not supposed to be it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So about <laughs> about forty minutes in, they brought somebody in to do it with me. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, after that, they just gave me uh, my own talk show. Yeah, and, and, and you know, which it was, was a, that was the same station or space as Carl Wolfson, right? I don't know. He wasn't there when I, I don't okay. actually. I don't, okay. I, I don't think so. it could have been, but okay. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just remember going and visiting with him on on, yeah. on at a place on McAdam, and I can't uh-huh. remember the name of the station. There were several. Yeah. There were several radio stations on the oh, th- okay. right there. They're all Intercom at the time. Yeah, yeah, Intercom. Right. I Heart Radio now, whatever yeah. it is, you know. Anyway, it's changing. So that is apparently where I met Lisa. Neither one of us could remember exactly how, hmm. but she immediately started feeding me stories. <laughs> Immediately. Mm-hmm. Of course, I hadn't been in town very long. She introduced me to everybody. Perfect. She does that. Yeah. And, and, oh, and those introductions, remember? Oh, yeah. She, it, <laughs> she would, like, tell your life story. You had to stand there and listen to her tell your life story. That's so funny. I forgot that I learned that from her. That's what I do. Do you do? I totally do. And, like, it basically I do a little bit of PR on whomever I'm introducing to whomever to both. And so this is a person. This is why they're amazing, and this is why I love them, and this is why you should pay attention. This is why it's an important introduction. And I do the whole thing. I must have learned While that While they her. stand there next yes, to you? It's yes. so embarrassing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, promotion, promotion. I, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's really what, what a coincidence. Anyway, um, oh, it's no co- coincidence. And she trained me. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, I got gotcha. Yeah, but for the whole rest of of uh, her life, mm-hmm. she never stopped turning me on to stories. Yeah, there was a time when I was still writing for the Oregonian Sun, but I was I was doing the Oregon Art Beat show on uh-huh. on OPB. And I realized that everything I did had some connection with Lisa Lapine. Everything does. <laughs> Even though we had completely different tastes in music. 
I took her to Jimmy Max one time. She walked out. Because <laughs> she yeah. hated jazz. I know. She was more singer-songwriter, oh, God, storyteller, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, but I'm a jazz person. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. But uh, anyways, yeah, she's just, um, she was the greatest publicist ever, ever in this town. Ever. Absolutely true. Until you came along. Oh, right. No. <laughs> I, I did it. I did music, uh, like, scene music for a short amount of time. So I did. Mean? I mean, I did. I, I was a publicist for a couple of bands. Oh, uh -huh. like you know. which bands? Uh, Barons and Trees. They were around for like two, three years. Really great. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what was his name even? But it was a long time ago. Um, I, you know, uh, Wade McCollum uh -huh. he had, you know, an album. And then, you know, I was really into theater. I started a theater yeah. company with Wade McCollum and Juliana Jaffe uh -huh. and Lindsay Lucas um, and a couple of friends that are still good friends of mine, them, and Marshall Lepley and Michelle Cheney. Mm -hmm. And we started a theater company, and there was quite a lot of music in that. Mm -hmm. um, we did, do you remember the big, uh, the big musical one, the musical that Wade wrote? I'm sure you came uh, to it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, I know am, that, yeah. that Lisa helped me a lot with that, but that was a big mm -hmm. thing. It was on the way to Broadway, but it uh. didn't go. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's now on Broadway, Wade McCollum. So well, um, yeah. so I did a lot of PR around that. That's where I got back into PR. Uh -huh. that Let me ask you company. this. I don't know if you've ever had this, and it's okay if you don't want to name names if you had, and it's okay if you haven't. Mm. But what do you do if you've got the gig to uh, – do uh, to be a publicist for somebody that you don't like i mean who doesn't you don't like their music would you do would you take first of all would you would you ever take that gig no i would okay. try to find somebody that was a butter match okay i just thought of somebody else i used to do pr for paula sinclair uh -huh. who incredible mm -hmm. incredible musician who's now a visual artist mm -hmm. anyway but i got that all through but could you do that no could i could i could i do yeah. something i didn't believe in yeah. no i don't think so really Mm -mm. I used to make screaming car commercials. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you'll do. <laughs> well, maybe if it was something like that, but I can't. Like PR is very, you know, you get behind them. Yeah, you've got to pour out your. I mean, the way that I do it is yeah, I've got to yeah. put some heart into it. Right. I can't just sell. I'm not snake oil, or widgets, <laughs> and I can't do that kind of sales. Ah. So. Uh. So it's it's sales, is it? Well, it is sales. PR is it. Publicist, okay. yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're selling a story. Uh -huh. You're selling the story of the music of the musician. Um, at least that's the way that I look at it. It's a story. You're selling a story. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you're selling like, um, what's past about you know what the uh -huh. uh, the famousness or whatever yeah. of the musicians. Yeah. Um, and sometimes uh kind of you know what it is what i always used to like to do is figure out what the heart of why they wrote this album or uh -huh. the music you know and really kind of plumb that um to try to pitch stories uh -huh. all right let's give it a try mm. <laughs> you have you have something with you here from chamber music northwest yes chamber so, music northwest. so let's pretend oh golly <laughs> <laughs> you told me not to prepare tom <laughs> Well, I mean, I know, but I, I know, just I'm thought kidding. of this. Okay, all <laughs> right, let's go. All right, and 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 you you would you would like 
there to be a, a story in Oregon Music News. Okay. And even though we don't have a classical writer at the moment, <laughs> um, you, you have somebody in that, that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. That like, an, it, it, what is that you, you brought here? Uh, this is the uh, the summer concert S- guide. Okay. So, and there's yes. somebody in there that you would like to, me to, to have on the podcast. Hmm. How would you start? I know you would. You'd write a, uh, a, a w- but you would you would you like call? Do you do you do you cold call sometimes or people that you no, know? I don't call. No, no, I mean people that you know. Uh, I don't. I just really don't call that much anymore. Okay, nobody does. No, I would probably email because what I like to do, um, is I like to and maybe I learned this from Lisa and I don't remember, uh-huh. but what I like to do is um again with my journalism training, uh-huh. uh, I like to do your research for you. Because uh, it's easier. Because music journalists are lazy. Well, no. They're oh, yes. <coughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And they're busy. <laughs> and no, they're lazy. I mean, it could be any kind of journalist. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I basically do the research for you uh-huh. so that I say, this is the pitch. Here's uh-huh. all the information. Uh-huh. It's a bunch of links. Yeah. Or, you know, back in the day, it was just a bunch of text. Right. And... Um, and also that way I can direct to what you see and then you uh-huh. can choose to, you know, dig further and find other things. But, um, but it, that way it's all, it's an easy, it's an easy plate yes. for you to yes. eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but like it's, it's, it's more palatable than me saying, Oh, this is a really cool person. You go look them up. <laughs> um, Lunch with Nicole. <laughs> yeah, lunch with Nicole. <laughs> Eat the plate. Um, so yeah, it yeah. So you know, do I have one? That's really hard for the summer festival. I mean, okay. there's there's right. like there's like sixty five, seventy artists. It's it's a lot. Um, it's a it's like thirty six concerts, and that's only the ones that are paid. We do a ton of free concerts. Um, I mean, all over Portland and all kinds of ages, all kinds of music categories. Well, chamber music. Yeah. So, you know, um, what the way that I would pitch this to Oregon Music News uh-huh. is um, <laughs> the, what I would go for is, um, uh, especially since you don't have a technically classical music writer right, right now, um, I would say find someone who is willing to go to four concerts uh-huh. because we have um, on Wednesday night, we have something called new at night uh-huh. and it is all new and new in the chamber music world means past 15 years. Uh, but <laughs> it could be, it could, there are, there are many pieces that are in the past couple of years, yeah. but um, it's, it's, it's new. It's not like, you know, Brahms yeah. and Bach and right. you know, the, 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 the old, old, dead white right. guys right. um so it the new at night is young diverse energetic composers some of them speaking to the issues of today uh-huh. with their music um and i would say go to those and dissent anybody and it wouldn't matter if they were uh mm-hmm. classical or not mm-hmm. they're gonna miss some of the you know classical nuances yeah. but they're going to get that energy and they're uh-huh. going to get the uh-huh. youthfulness uh-huh. in some cases and just really the finesse of um the both the compositions and but also these artists because the artists are all under 50 uh-huh. under most of them uh-huh. under 40 yeah 
And so it's just like a, it's more dynamic. There's a happy hour beforehand. Um, we're doing three of them at uh, Portland Center Stage in their lobby space. Uh-huh. And then we're doing one at the Alberta Rose. So, and they're a little cheaper, they're uh-huh. 30 bucks. So, um, yeah, so I, I would say anybody, I mean, I, I recommend people who like music come check those out, even if you don't like classical music. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, sold. There's some, there is some soul. Actually, what? No, the, I said sold. Oh, sold. I they said soul. S O L D. Sold. Uh, well, there is, um, there is. Uh, a new at night um, on Wednesday, July 12th that uh, is inspired by jazz. Uh, Nancy Wilson, Lena Horne, uh-huh. Ella Fitzgerald, Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, of course, I'm a jazz person, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that concert more than any of them in the, in the summer. Yeah. And then Who's we have performing? this really... Who's performing? Any, uh, any, anybody we know? No. Okay. They're all... Well... Our um, our one of our artistic directors Gloria Chen is performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Goodyear, who is a famous East Coast pianist, is mm-hmm. performing. Mm-hmm. Anthony McGill, who is this bad ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, clarinetist. I mean, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So full of of love mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and and skill. And then the Catalyst Quartet, uh-huh. and the Catalyst Quartet is. Our artists and residents, they are our artists and residents this this year, 2023. Uh-huh. Well, they were just here, and they are so fun, uh-huh. cool, brilliant. And they're doing, for this concert, they're doing 11 one-minute, well, it's like one and wow. change, one-minute <laughs> compositions wow. by 11 different composers. Jeez. And they're, they're all over the place. I mean, one yeah. sounds like bees. I mean, it's like it, it's it's really cool. So it's, uh-huh. it's, you're definitely not going to get. It's not like snooze fest at all. You're not going to get bored. You're going to be. I mean, it's a it's a very inspiring program. So so here we have two things. Mm-hmm. We have the publicist at work, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the publicist working <laughs> to get the word out. This is what. Yes, is what. Isn't you that do. good? Yeah. No, it's all. It's all. But you know, I mean, I could be talking about a lot of different concerts but uh knowing you and knowing <laughs> knowing uh which is your, your listeners yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. like you know we were talking earlier i listened to kmhd 24 7 <laughs> and i always listen to i like it like that oh thank you if i don't catch it fridays i catch it sundays and um and you're right after carlton jackson yep. which i absolutely i yeah i did every sunday night to hear his voice yeah um and and he's, that, he's really, really missed. Uh, he's really missed. Yeah. Very, very missed. Yeah. So, yeah. and I love that you covered him on uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about, um, oh, what's his name? On the on my show? On the show. Oh, geez. You were talking with, uh, we were, ta- you guys were also talking about David Cherry's memorial. Oh, David Ronald Cherry. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I helped, like. Which you, you helped yeah, put together. Yeah, I helped with yeah, that. Yeah. Helped with that. Yeah. So, um, and he's gone too. Jesus. Yeah, and he's gone. I know. This is, I went down. <laughs> they're gone. Memory lane. There we have yeah. Lisa, yeah. Carlton, David. Yeah. One of the funniest things about uh, I, I ever. I mean, D- David was a wonderful guy, mm-hmm. but he had a. He, he <laughs> I don't know if you know a singer named Kelly Shannon. I don't. Okay, she she sang with. She, I mean, she's been around for for quite a while, and she used to perform all the time with John Stoll. But anyway. Um, 
we were we were in in the back room at Jimmy Max one time where the pool where the pool table was, and David Onette Cherry prided himself on his pool playing. Really? And she beat him, <laughs> and he stormed out of the place. It was great, you know, Mister Peaceful of all time, the most peaceful soul on earth, got really pissed off when he when when <laughs> Kelly Shannon beat him at pool. Very funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so um, first of all, it sounds like a great festival. <laughs> or what, it's not. It's not a festival. What is well, it? Well, yeah, it's it a, festival. It's a okay. festival. Okay, it's a great. big. It's a okay. five-week festival. Terrific. And lasts. You know, starts uh, yeah. June twenty-fourth and lasts for five weeks. I wish yeah. everybody could watch you tell me this. Why? This is one time where I wish we had video because <laughs> no. you sparkle, sparkle with this information. <laughs> You're so enthusiastic and it seems to be real. It is real. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> pouring my, pouring my blood, sweat and tears into this festival like seven days a week. Uh, and I'm learning so much because, you know, I'm a theater person. Yeah. And I'm a jazz person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I not that I don't like. I grew up on classical music. Uh-huh. Like I like classical music, yeah. uh, and I didn't really know the difference between classical and chamber music until I started there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's growing on me. I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. a lot. It's yeah. a very different world than yes. the theater world yeah. or yeah. the indie music world right. or right. any of that or jazz. Certainly, right. um, it's it's very although it's not that different than jazz. So you think Correct. about so for me. Uh, I try to look at something that I don't understand t- to figure out or at what I don't understand with things I do understand. Uh-huh. And so chamber music, it's a small group of musicians. Right. Right. It's not like a big orchestra. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's uh, chamber music can be all kinds of things. Right. Sometimes there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. but usually it's a small group of people. And so the thing that I enjoy about chamber music is actually watching the interactions between the musicians. Yeah. I'm still learning to understand the interactions, the musical interactions uh-huh. between musicians, but uh, watching those players on the stage, uh-huh. like theater, yeah, uh, work together, and then mm-hmm. knowing, and so understanding that, um, you know, that it, in theater, in a play, you have stage, stage partners, mm-hmm. and you have relationships that you're trying to establish and communicate. And it's the same thing in chamber music. And so then I take that to like jazz, which I love to go see live jazz. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, is yeah. like, well, I really love the banter also, but uh-huh. also just like watching them, com- watching the musicians communicate yeah. between each other. Yeah. It is the same thing in chamber music. Mm. It's just a different kind of music. And they're not improvising. That's, you know, that's yeah, the they're not thing. improvising. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there is improv- improvisation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we had a pianist last year that was improvised almost everything. Amazing. So, no, normally there is a there is a, a score. And mm-hmm. they, you know, yeah. it, they... they yeah. But w- even within that, there's breathing room in how they play. And then that's the fun thing to watch them do something yeah. that is clearly kind of like their way of playing it it must be it must be really rewarding for you because you, you you have a lot, all this experience and been, you've been doing this a long time to to jump into a a a, uh, a, a kind of music and, and a world that you weren't really a part of mm. i mean you might have been a, a part of a part of but you weren't it wasn't it wasn't really your thing 
-hmm. So that learning curve must be really fun. Well, you know, it was, it is yeah. most of the time. It really is yeah. because the thing is, is like, I was like, oh, you know, like old dog learning new tricks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, like I, I wasn't going to say in, that. But. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, you know, I could have stayed in theater for forever and I yeah. still know a lot about the interworkings of the world of the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it didn't, I mean, this is a challenge. It's a challenge for me to like figure out how to scaffold the things that I know in the arts forms that I've known. Cause I've, you know, with Fertile Ground, I, I covered all kinds of art forms. Yeah. And, uh, but really to dive deep into classical music slash chamber music in the classical mm -hmm. music scenario mm -hmm. has been interesting. Because, like, you know, I mean, I just, it's just, I don't not like it. I just, mm -hmm. it's just, I had to, I've had to learn to appreciate it in a completely new way. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, other than it's like, I'm going to be soothed. <laughs> it's just, and then getting to know the names, because, yeah. you know, we bring in, we definitely use musicians sure. that are local, yeah. but we bring musicians in from around the world yeah. Yeah. and um, learning those names. Now, how long have you been doing this with Chamber Music Northwest? About a, two and a half years. Wow. A January, two and a half years ago. So, huh. Are you still on a learning curve? Do you th you, you feel oh, no. Yeah, I'm still learning. Right. I mean, it took me 10 years to, or 15 years to understand theater. Wow. So, I mean, me or maybe, yeah. Uh, so to the degree that I do. Yeah. Um, and it's just a very different thing because again, you're bringing in people or in theater, things were being made like underneath my nose. Right. And so, um, and I'm not, a, I mean, I'm, I'm not a massively trained musician uh -huh. it's not that i'm not a musician uh -huh. <laughs> but uh, but the level that these folks are in are, is just uh it's it was a really dedicated career path that they're playing with uh -huh. us uh -huh. <laughs> huh. interesting i wonder um uh, similarities and differences between uh chamber music play uh, mu musicians and uh, other other kinds of musicians Or are musicians just musicians? You musicians, <laughs> musicians. Yeah. Uh, I I think that I would be probably speaking out of turn. I gotcha. But like you know, I mean, basically, um, they. <laughs> we, uh, we, we like the that. Chamber musicians are. This is this is what they do. Yeah. There is no side job. Or it right. is not a side job. They're not baristas in during the right. week. Yes, they are. <laughs> they have been in school for yeah. you know. Yeah. They they are have gone to graduate school. They all have MFAs. They're all you know. They're all have been to um, conservatory and you know academies and yeah. and so and they they didn't they didn't start start a career to, to meet girls. No, no. And, th and there was no stumbling into something they loved. I mean, yeah. if they did stumble, it was like when they were 10. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so yeah. it's just, it's like a different ilk of yeah. musician. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's outliers to that. but Sure, sure. Interesting. On both sides. Yeah. Typical, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other musicians. and then is, there, is there one particular musician that, that, uh, that you were... Uh, hmm. That it was meaningful for you to meet. Mm, not really. I mean, <laughs> I know. <laughs> not not really. Okay. I mean, in terms of chamber music. Yeah. No. Well, my okay. favorite. I mean, 
me meeting a musician would be Michael Franti. Really? So, yeah, I huh. completely lost my words. Yeah, you sing <laughs> my heart, is what I said to him, <laughs> which was like a compl- I completely dorked out. And I'm well. not that kind of person <laughs> with famous people. I'm just not. I understand. Uh, but with I, him, I was, I was say, the same thing happened to me when I met Earl Palmer. <laughs> You're just like. The great New Orleans drummer. Yeah. The guy who was the big beat. I, I actually I actually asked him for his autograph. I couldn't believe it. I never asked people for autographs ever. I know. Like And it's it's and that was fifteen years ago and his autograph is still on my refrigerator. <laughs> nice. Well it's so funny because I'm not an autograph person. I'm not no. you know, no. um I've known lots of like really pretty famous people over the years. Yeah. And I just don't really I don't I don't want that relationship with them. Right. And so and I don't I just whatever but Michael Franti I just yeah. I completely like melted into a puddle <laughs> and I've met him three times wow. um yeah because he just is he sings my heart All right. okay. <laughs> uh but yeah but with chamber music it's a little different it's um those those that caliber of musician mm-hmm. uh th- or that that culture the culture of yes. uh, classical music musicians right. Right. is just different than Yes. Uh, musicians out other yes. musicians yes. or actors or right. any of those things. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a much more, and this is, I was just talking to someone recently about this. There's much of a, we called it in theater upstairs, downstairs. Uh-huh. So there's the um, production side and the operation side. Uh-huh. And then there's the admin side and the box office and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And, um, with what I've, what I've observed with chamber music. And I uh-huh. don't think that, it is necessarily I think it's changing and I don't think the musicians really want it to be like this but they basically keep to the uh-huh. side that is with all of their compatriots gotcha. and um and then the admin people kind of yeah. stay on their side yeah. um well they speak a really unique language don't they the musicians uh yeah yeah uh yeah and they have to there's no fudging there's yeah. no like, you know, not that improv is fudging, but it's a different kind of thing right. than like following all the notes exactly or somebody who's yeah. a big yeah. classical music nerd is going to freak out. And it's not like, you know, uh, the, 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 the classical musicians have spent their entire life honing their skills and, 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 and playing, you know, these, these very difficult pieces they're and, finding perfection. And it's, it's not like <laughs> it's not like four guys in a garage who happen to have a hit. Yeah, no, it's, it's 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 so interesting. It's like it's it's very very different. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the feeling, the feeling of being a musician and playing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. music is yeah. that same high. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think it's the same high in that way, and I think mm-hmm. that the way it's absorbed by an audience member, a mm-hmm. listener, mm-hmm. is the same thing. Yes. Um. It's the same thing. It's speaking to you in a in the way except that no crowd surfing yeah no crowd surfing <laughs> no, i don't know <laughs> wouldn't you like to see that in a, <laughs> a chamber music concert <laughs> yeah just <laughs> that would be funny it would be really funny <laughs> well maybe like penderesca or something you know? yeah <laughs> we had george crumb uh we played george crumb last there year there you go <laughs> with over a hundred p- percussion instruments oh my god it was insane <laughs> it was crazy like we had to move it couldn't be on the stage we had to put it on the floor yeah. <laughs> at Reed, wow. and um, it was just like it was nuts. Uh, <laughs> but like, and if, I don't know if you've ever looked at his scores, 
but they look like pieces of art. They look like art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe there'd be some crowd surfing with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to get to see. I can't go anywhere because of my uh, my health right now. But uh, I really uh, hated to miss a thousand airplanes on the roof. Oh yeah, from third that, angle. This it was this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, at or at, this, at, yeah. At, at the Spruce Goose. Yeah, yeah. What a beautiful idea. With Ithaca Tell, who is yeah. theater. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I had Sarah Tiedemann on here oh, uh, talking yeah. about that. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, it, it, it had her on here one time. <laughs> I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about Twin Peaks. <laughs> and we immediately stopped talking about anything musical and just geeked out on because tw- we're both Twin Peaks nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I think I saw a few of those episodes. That was like twenty years ago. No, no, the the, the re- Twin Peaks: The Return was about four years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I didn't. I'm return. going through the cycle now <laughs> of eight of all eighteen episodes for I think the sixth time. Okay. <laughs> I would do that with Star Wars. Would you? I'm a huge Star okay. Wars person. The sad thing is, is you can no longer get it. Like um, on yeah, like yeah. Netflix or something, yeah, yeah. but I would I would revisit Star Wars. Well, but Star Wars wasn't like. I mean, I say Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Trek doesn't matter. Okay, because <laughs> Twin Peaks is is perverse. <laughs> it's just perverse. Okay. It's just David Lynch <laughs> is is just one of those yeah, totally I just, twisted. I I think that's probably why I only saw it a couple times because I'm oh. I just, I just <laughs> I'm I am more of a uh, I, 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 I perverse doesn't work. I mean, it's not in the way that I my brain works. You mean you're not a John Waters fan? No, I don't like oh, any of those things. Geez. Sorry. I also don't like stand up comedy. So really? Nope. Wow. I'm a, I'm very literal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for that comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so. So what's coming up? What you, what's, what's, what's the next thing that's coming up that you're really excited about? At the well, really, just, I mean, this, I'm staring at the, oh, okay. down the... Because you're, that, uh, when, it, when does that start? It's in, in, in exactly a month. Okay. Almost exactly oh, a month. Oh, so that's, June you, you, that's like totally in your wheelhouse right now. Yeah, it's in my, yeah, it's on, yeah. I, I wake up dreaming of yeah. all the things that I didn't get done that I need oh, to do. Oh, come on. No, literally, it's crazy. In fact, uh, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but pretty funny. It was like probably a week and two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I had this dream. <laughs> you know who? You know Bob Hicks. Uh, Bob Hicks, yeah. Oregon Arts yeah, Watch, yeah, yeah, form, yeah, yeah, formerly yeah, Oregonian, yeah. right? So he's the editor in chief at uh, Oregon Arts Watch, and uh, he was in my. He wasn't exactly in my dreams, <laughs> but my dreams. I was. Email. I got an email from him. So weird. <laughs> In my dream, and I can like see it. I got an email from him, and we were talking about who knows what uh, of whatever nature, like in a you know publicist sense. Yeah. And then he wrote, "P.S. <laughs> this is in my dream. P.S. Have you talked to Tiffany, our ad rep, yet about summer festival?" <laughs> That was in my dream. In your and dream. the thing was, is that no, I hadn't. <laughs> and so the next morning, I get up and I'm. Well, you're, you're, li- you're lucky you remembered the dream. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I dream you a lot. Yeah. I dream a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but there, a lot of times, there's some really interesting things I learned. But one of them was Bob Hicks reminding me That's that funny. I needed to get in touch with yeah, Tiffany. I, the work dreams are weird because mostly when I have work dreams, I'm at a radio station and nothing <laughs> works. 
Oh, I'm sitting there live on the air Dead. and nothing works. <laughs> I can't get the CD player. I can't get the turntable. I can't get the, uh, nothing. Uh, 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 I've had those dreams many times. Yeah, all of a sudden. Just things don't, just, just don't work and I don't know what to do. I just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be the nightmare. For I can't even get the, and the most, most um, uh, frustrating is I can't get the mic to work. And if huh. I can't get the mic to work, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. I'm up Shit's Creek, you know? No voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, thinking about this interview, and I was thinking about how much I love radio. Really? Yeah, I, yes. I don't know that everybody still listens to radio. I, I do. I and I'm kind of a big, it's like I, like I don't read newspapers anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I was like the last person I knew who got, the paper the big paper yes. here in the yes. area yes. and uh but for me it's like a, it's a ritual and yeah. now i use that ritual and i read online for an hour right. every morning i used to buy five papers a day yeah that's it but i yeah. i love that yeah. in, in the same way i'm kind of old school with radio uh -huh. um i listen to radio all the time i don't i mean on occasion, I will listen to, you know, m favorite music or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I listen to KMHD all day. Yeah. Um, and I, I listen to OPB um, on my mm -hmm. commute to mm -hmm. work and back. Mm -hmm. And that's, I get a lot of news that way. Yep. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm a big, and I, I'm a, I support both, both KMHD and OPB. Uh-huh. Uh, as a, as a um, rhythm section member. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Because it's really important, and uh, that there's actual human beings that are right. uh, communicating and sharing their knowledge, um, whether it's news or, in your case, or in KMHD's yeah. case, music. Yeah. yeah. That uh, that it, you just probably wouldn't have in your personal collection. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting because D D DJing has really become. Uh, I'm on radio. Mm -hmm. Has really become some sort of performance art. You know, I mean, you've got well, definitely you've you. got you've got uh, you've got all all the all the sources that some people use or most people use now uh, that is tied to some algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you've got the remaining <laughs> uh, disc jockeys, right? Or, or on-air, what do they call us now? On-air, on-air performers, or personalities, whatever, <laughs> who actually curate the music, right? You know, and and, and that's and so special. That is so special. I know, and it's <laughs> and it's uh, it may be a dying art. You know, I hope not. You know, I uh, when I was at Oregon State, I had a boyfriend, and he there was a there's a uh, radio station, a, you know, KBVR, mm -hmm. uh, the local, you know, university station, mm -hmm. and uh, so that was my first entree into being in a radio studio and watching how the magic happened. I mean, like I've been listening to radio, like I've, you know, Casey Kasem was my friend on Sundays right. uh, growing up. And, uh, yeah, but, and I had been into radio stations to do like, you know, set up interviews, that sort of thing. But I actually got to see, and this was like turntableville, yeah. you know, where yeah. he was like mixing beats to get the beats to overlap. Yes. It was the coolest thing and talking in between. <laughs> and he'd be like, and my girlfriend's here. And <laughs> it was all live, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so that was, that was a, that was a fun, like getting into behind the, uh -huh. behind the scenes of what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, maybe, maybe they contributed to my love of radio. Yeah. Well, I, I miss, you know, 
being in a radio station, I'm a radio station rat. Of course, we don't do it live anymore. Um, although I try to, I try to make it sound as live as possible. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, I, no really, because yeah. well, the thing was when we started doing this, the, one of the attractions was that I could write all my voicers, and mm. um, you know, and, and, and but I, I missed the spontaneity of opening the mic and not knowing what I was going to say. Mm. And what, ha- what I eventually what I did was I would if I would f- make if I would flub when I was recording the voicer, mm-hmm. I'd use that. I'd leave it in. <laughs> you know, just to give give the the the, the appearance yeah. of oh I've, well, I mean it's 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 the reality. I did flub, you yeah. know. Yeah. And but uh, and so I like to do that, but but uh, yeah, I I'm not sure, you know, uh what the future of of curated radio is. I hope it. I, you know, I, I'm. I'm just hoping there's at least a couple of stations in every market. Yeah. Down at the down at the left end of the dial. Yeah, it's. I, well, that's the best place to be anyway. Left yeah. end of the dial. Yeah. That's where you get well most of the time, unless you're driving to Boise. Right. <laughs> and then you get all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Your son just graduated from Boise, didn't he? Did. Didn't he? he I just did. saw it on saw it on Facebook. Yeah, Congratulations. He, yeah. Thank you. He moves in tomorrow. <laughs> In to my house. Oh no! <laughs> no 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 no! It's it's good. It okay. makes me super happy. Uh, yeah, no. This this is why I have room for him. Um, yeah, but he's 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 been interviewing. He's he'll get a job. I'll uh-huh. I'll take him as long as I got him. And my other my other son is up in Ellensburg, and uh-huh. he's a instructor pilot for the same uh school that he uh-huh. got his uh degree from at wow. uh Central Washington University. Pilot like airplane pilot? Airplane pilot, yes. Wow. Well his dad right, is an right, airplane pilot. Right. So it's huh. always been his dream. Jeez. So yeah. Crazy. Lucky you. Kids they're 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 doing wonderfully and I am lucky. Well, much. it's it's, it's it, you're lucky in that you really like him moving back in. <laughs> no, I I will. I don't know. Ask me and ask me in a couple weeks. I think he's gonna be in the downstairs, so okay. I'm just gonna close the door. And, right. You know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll feed him. <laughs> but I got the summer festival coming up, which is like, yeah. I mean, I literally I try to take Sundays off, yeah. but um, where is this festival going to be, by the way? Oh gosh, it's everywhere. We we're okay. a couple days a week at yeah. Reed college yeah. in the call uh-huh. uh auditorium and that's just a great place because you get the be sure to get the early it's like a picnic beforehand oh nice yeah you can get food chamber music tailgating it is it's total chamber <laughs> music tailgating i would have to use that um, no but there's these picnics beforehand yeah. and uh we always have we have a uh, Whenever we're there, we have preludes, uh-huh. and so there's some kind of music happening beforehand, uh-huh. and then you go in and, and see the music. And this year, for some of the programs, well, our the theme is poetry and music, uh-huh. which is AKA lots of vocals. Um, yeah. So, because uh, yeah. there is poetry in like the notes, but uh-huh. this is more literal, and um, but on all of the all of the concert programs that have that kind of music. Uh, we have we're bringing in uh, we're supporting uh, local poets, uh-huh. and a local poet will do a poetry prelude. Nice. So like Kim Stafford's gonna come, Renee uh-huh. Mitchell, uh-huh. you know. So a lot of really great names, Alicia Jo Robbins, uh-huh. uh, a lot of really you know wonderful poets um, who are gonna do a a reading before 
the concert. So it's like a it's a full meal deal when you come out to read. Um, and then we're all, we also have four concerts, the Reser out in Beaverton. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. And that was a new venue to us last year. Nice. Uh, we're at the Alberta Rose one night. Yeah. We're at uh, Portland Center Stage three Wednesdays for those new at nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at Lincoln Hall every Sunday at four. Wow. And then there's three noon times at, in the recital hall there at, Pink, at PSU. Mm. So I don't recommend getting into a relationship with a poet. Why? They know too much. <laughs> and they know too much about you. <laughs> is this be, is this from experience you tell me this? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always warn people about that. Okay. I've done that on this show before. Okay. I had a, a, a gothy kind of band on here uh, in here one time, and uh, we're doing a video video episode, and and uh, uh, and <laughs> the two women were partners, and uh, and one of them was the poet, and I, I said I have to warn you, <laughs> <laughs> she knows too much. Well, the thing is, I mean, poetry and songwriting, I mean, it's the same, yeah, same, same. Sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, listen, this has been great. Yeah. Thank well, you so much for coming in. Yes, thank you. I was such a funny thing when you asked me. I'm like, me? Yeah, you. Of course. <laughs> and every, now everybody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that. Not only did, you, did, we, did we get to, to find out what a publicist does, but you got to publicize this, the festival. Woo-hoo. How about that? Man. Seamless, all thanks to you my... You get a bonus for that. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, Lisa Lapine. Lisa Lapine. <laughs> well, I loved her. Yep. Yeah, loved her too. Okay. Well, on that, we'll end like I usually end these things by saying, that's entertainment. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs>